Welcome, and let's first talk compliance. I'm Catherine Short, Partnership Marketing Manager at First Healthcare Compliance. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow First Healthcare Compliance on Twitter at FirstHCC or on Facebook and Instagram at First Healthcare Compliance or hashtag FirstTalkCompliance. Today's episode is sponsored by HP, the leader in the world's most secure and manageable PCs. Learn more about HP's Healthcare Edition products at hp.com slash go slash healthcare slash US. On today's episode, we are speaking with John Shigerigan, co-founder and executive chairman of ERI, the largest fully integrated IT and electronics asset disposition provider and cybersecurity focused hardware destruction company in the United States. We are discussing hardware hacking, the overlooked cybercrime, and exploring data protection as it relates to discarded technology. The recycling of electronics in the healthcare sector faces a huge obstacle in the form of digital privacy. Many organizations are reluctant to recycle their old or unwanted electronics for the fear that their proprietary or patient data will be compromised. And the fears are not without merit. The recycling of e-waste has indeed become an issue that transcends environmental responsibility, still the principal motivation, and has moved from the realm of privacy and regulatory issues. We will discuss how things have changed in the terms of data contained on the end-of-life devices and what can and should be done about it. We will learn about the data that is still stored on devices even after those devices have been wiped, about the kinds of devices that store data now more than ever, and explore how responsible data protection and sustainability need not be mutually exclusive. So John, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's get started. Thank you, Catherine. It's an honor to be here, and I'm really grateful to have this opportunity. Well, thank you. So for our listeners, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the electronics recycling business? Yeah, I, um, I got into this business in 2004 when I joined a gentleman who had started this company in 2002 in uh, San Diego, a colleague of mine and a co-founder of mine named Aaron Blum. And Kevin Dillon, who was Aaron's childhood friend, worked together with me at financialaid.com, which was our dot-com that we ran in San Diego that, for the student lending industry, introduced me to Aaron when he started this business. And then uh, he asked us to join with him, with my wife, Tammy Shigarian, after we sold financialaid.com in October of 2004. So we renamed it and moved it from San Diego to Fresno, where we started in April of 2005. With our first month, uh, we recycled approximately 10,000 pounds of electronic waste, and we thought we had hit the mother load. And now, 16 years, uh, 15 years later, we recycle at our eight locations nationally approximately 20 million pounds of electronic waste. And when I say 20 million pounds, we recycle or destroy. That means we're zero waste, we're zero landfill, uh, zero emissions, and all of these commodities and gadgets go for beneficial reuse, and none of it goes to a landfill, and none of it gets into the bad guy's hands. My gosh, that's amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about the evolution of ERI? How has it evolved since it launched? How did you go from that yeah. All that 10, yeah. what was it, 10,000 amount to like the- 10,000 pounds to 20 eight, million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And these from one location to eight 
Yeah, what's happened is when we got in the business, electronic waste was the fastest growing solid waste stream in the world. And it still is the fastest growing solid waste stream in, in the world 15 years later. But when we got in the business, it was beginning of times. Al Gore hadn't won an Academy Award and a Nobel Peace Prize for Inconvenient Truth. And there was no iPhone or iPad yet or drones hadn't become right. part of our vernacular. So it was the beginnings of times of the technological revolution. And as things evolved, you know, a um, couple of things. The electronics have proliferated and become ubiquitous in our lives, whether it's at home with a ring, a Nest, or an Alexa, or on our wrists with uh, an, uh, an Apple watch or a Garmin watch, or in our cars, which have become computers on wheels, or in our offices. You know, electronics have gone way beyond the desktop or the, or the uh, printer or fax machine. So they become literally ubiquitous with our lives in every part of our lives. And since we are the innovation nation, we were just at CES two weeks ago. So at CES, they put out between 20 and 20, 22,000 new products a year. So electronics are continuing to be put out, newest innovations. And so the need to handle them and responsibly destroy them at their end of life has become a necessity because electronics contain hazardous materials like beryllium, lead, cadmium, arsenic. So we don't want this to get into landfills or we don't want to have this dumped into China or into South America or into India or Africa. We want to handle it domestically. And we want to handle it for every zip code in America. So we eventually, over the last 15 years, opened up eight locations nationally to handle every zip code, including Hawaii and Alaska. So we're a national, end-to-end, -end, seamless solution because so many brands that we work with in hospital and healthcare, in financial services, on an OEM basis like Samsung and LG who are clients, are national or international in scope. So they need uh, uh, an end-to-end -end, uh, solution, and we are that end-to-end -end solution. It's amazing the evolution that we've gone through and going from just about just about nothing to so many different devices. <laughs> I'm sitting here surrounded by so many devices, laptops, computers, desktops, everything, and it's amazing. And I'm just yeah. one. I'm just one person, and I'm sitting at my desk, and I've got two iPads open. I've got my mm -hmm. Alexa to my left. I've got a Garmin watch on. I've got a desktop above me, and a printer behind me. And so this is how we all live, both right. in our home offices, in our homes, and in our offices, and also even in our cars now. And drones are coming. So it's it's fascinating. But it's fascinating to be part of it. Exactly. Can you tell us why it's so important to recycle electronic waste? Yeah. Well, when we, like I shared earlier, sustainability was never a really big deal in America until Al Gore started putting it on everyone's map with inconvenient truth. And it already had been a big deal in smaller countries that were more, um, uh, uh, you know, that had less land to make landfills. So had, they had to figure out how to reuse the materials that they were using. So Germany and the UK, for instance, and France were far ahead of us on sustainability, as was South Korea and Japan, smaller countries that wanted to protect its people and the environment. 
So that revolution has come to America over the last 15 or so years. And now, instead of calling being called a sustainability revolution, it's really called the circular economy. Let's use and then reuse the materials. So for instance, I'll give you one of the things. One of the things that comes out of old electronics devices is aluminum. When you recycle aluminum, you're saving approximately 94% of the energy from mining it underneath the ground. So not only are you we keeping the landfills clean of stuff that doesn't have to go to the landfills by recycling electronics and keeping the aluminum and the steel and the gold and the copper above ground, but there's a massive energy savings to that as well. So that's called circular economy behavior when all those materials go for beneficial reuse. So that means all the metals that come out of our old electronics go into new hospitals or planes around the world, new infrastructure uh, and emerging economies, which are still going under their industrial revolution concurrent with their technological revolution, have an undying need, an unquenchable thirst for all, all of our commodities. So that's one part of the, uh, the, the, the leg of why it's important to recycle electronic waste. But also what's evolved over the last 15 years, Catherine, and this really impacts hospital and healthcare. Uh, not that sustainability isn't very important to the world at large and the environment at large and all of our health as well. Uh, but it's also the, the rise of cybersecurity and these cybersecurity software unicorns like Palantir and CyberArk have put the word cybersecurity, uh, you know, into the media and the media has talked about data breaches and all that's going on with regards to protecting our data. So before the technological revolution, shredding the data that's on paper at great companies like Iron Mountain and shred it were just normal practices and procedures with hospitals and healthcare and financial institutions and other, other private, publicly traded and governmental entities. But now, with the rise of cybersecurity, not only do hospital and healthcare organizations need software solutions to protect themselves, now they need to also protect themselves by destroying the hardware, the data containing hardware, when they come to its natural end of life. Well, actually, so speaking of that, can you talk a little bit more about that? What role does the protection and or the destruction of private data play in the recycling of electronics? Yeah, it plays a lot. Like, uh, we, you know, when we grew our company from 10,000 pounds to 20 million pounds, a lot of that growth came from the circular economy revolution. But now we have four major trends that are converging. We have the circular economy. We also have cybersecurity and the need for responsible hardware data destruction, which I'll get into in a, in a little bit. And we have the internet of things, as we talked about, all of our wearables and our, and our nests and our rings and our Alexas. And we also have the 4G to 5G revolution. That's, a, that's upon us. So all these things are now here, these trends, and they're converging. And the need to destroy 
the data that's contained in hardware has become real. And it's real because of this. GDPR got passed in May of 2018 in Europe. And the fines have already started piling up for organizations that don't protect the data or the privacy of their constituents or clients. GDPR has now come to America where there's seven federal legislative actions to mimic and actually become stronger than GDPR have been introduced on a federal level and four states have passed GDPR type legislation in the United States and those states are Maine, Nevada and California and and 14 states have put in some form of GDPR legislation as well. So net net Catherine is that there's going to be way beyond HIPAA and all the other type of legislations that historically exist, HIPAA and HITAC, FACTA and FICRA, COPA and FERPA, GDPR has come to America. And there's going to be federal legislation that's passed, and every state's going to have its own legislation. So the need to keep patients and clients and constituents' information private and protected is growing. And court, the court systems in the United States have become more liberal in allowing lawsuits to be brought against organizations that not only have allowed data breaches, but in some instances against organizations that have mishandled the data of their clients or constituents, even if a breach hasn't occurred yet. So the noose is tightening and the regulations are growing around privacy and the need for security. So that goes for both on a software basis and a hardware basis. Hospitals and healthcare organizations need to protect their patients, clients, and constituents' data. And also, by the way, the data uh, and the goodwill of the hospital healthcare organization itself with its own information, financial information, and records as well. Yes, there's always so much information to protect, and it's just myriad. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to First Talk Compliance, and my guest is John Shigarian, co-founder and executive chairman of ERI, and we are discussing hardware hacking, the overlooked cybercrime, and data protection as it relates to discarded technology, and today's episode is sponsored by HP, the leader in the world's most secure and manageable PCs. Learn more about HP's Healthcare Edition products at hp.com slash go slash healthcare slash US. And be sure to follow the company on Twitter at HP. Can you tell us also about what are the key societal drivers affecting the recycling of electronics today? Like I said, originally, Catherine, it was all about sustainability and being green. But now when you, when, when you converge Internet of Things and the, and, and the explosion of all the electronic devices that we have around us with 4G to 5G, which means it's going to be literally the highest turnover of electronics ever before. This is bigger than black and white to color. This is bi bigger than um, uh, any other turnover of electronics we've seen before. And the need 
for responsible hardware data destruction and the fact that the media loves to cover any breach that happens. We all remember the Target breach or the Home Depot breach or the Sony breach where leaders from these companies can lose their jobs. The, the, the risk and liability around cybersecurity and the need for privacy and protection of the clients and constituents and patients is higher than ever and the media is highlighting it and focusing on this more than ever before because legislators are making this a top priority of theirs to protect the people at large here in America and by the way around the world this is happening it's not just even an American thing but for this discussion let's just let's just call it hospitals and healthcare agencies across the United States so societally we've got hardware data destruction and we've got sustainability and circular economy behavior converging with all the electronics out there and we need to respond and we need to respond effectively for those who are not familiar with hardware data destruction think of it like you think of shred it for paper and iron mountain for shredding data that's contained in paper two great brands here in the united states brands like eri and other great brands handle responsibly handle hardware data destruction for hospital healthcare and all sorts of governmental and other corporations and industries across the united states so john can you tell me what some examples of electronic devices are that contain personal data absolutely Everything from servers and server farms and servers that are in our offices, but so many people using cloud services now, but even server farms are rich in data, including in our offices, you have fax machines, have hard drives that collect every fax that comes across your fax machine. Copy machines have hard drives that make a, make a copy, make a copy of every copy that was ever made or is contained in a hard drive in a copy machine and all sorts of other small and large devices that touch data, whether it's an iPad or an iPhone or your Android, this material that c collects data can contain data that if gotten into the bad people's hands, the bad guy's hands, could be a disaster from a liability to goodwill perspective regulatory perspective, and also harm the patients or clients that they're serving. So uh, electronic devices that contain personal data are just all around us and need to be handled with great care when they come to their end of life. Right. I think about that, especially with these copiers, because don't companies such as hospitals and large companies, don't they often rent these devices, right? And then at the end of their rental with Xerox or whoever, don't they rent them and then they give them back and they get an upgraded version and, and they're full. Every single copy is basically going into a hard drive. Isn't that correct? Or am I, am I wrong? Catherine, right? you are spot on. That's exactly right. They lease these old, these, these new electronics. And the lease comes due, they go back to the leasing uh, right. group. And if they don't pay attention to how that leasing group, or if they don't have a protocol for how that leasing group is going to dispose of or reuse that, those electronics, all their patient records that were copied on that machine or on that fax 
are going back to the leasing company, who is now the shadow fiduciary for a hospital or healthcare agency, right. which is not a good position for anybody right. to be in. Exactly. I don't understand. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously that, that's not good. So, I mean, I mean, so they're not really getting rid of their right. destroying their device there. It's not like they own that device and then they're not right. owning the hard drive. So it's not like they're able to destroy the hard drive either. I'm not sure what, what well, happens in that situation. The liability will run back to the hospital or healthcare agency because what will happen right. is we've seen these claims because because they were supposed to have in their contract with the leasing company a protocol for responsible data destruction and responsible destruction of these machines when they come to the end of life that meets the regulatory standards, which now way beyond the traditional regulatory standards of HIPAA, everything that we've become, you know, that's become ubiquitous to us, HIPAA and, and FINRA and all those other laws and now extend to GDPR type privacy and security laws, which are going to be passed this year in America on a federal basis and already been passed in four states and are coming to other states across America this year and in the years beyond. So you need to be compliant and have your vendors compliant with how they're going to dispose of the old electronics if you've leased them that come out of your facilities. How about the healthcare arena specifically? I, I brought up some, but what are some of the issues hospitals and healthcare organizations need to be aware of in terms of hardware? And we talked about copiers, but what are some other some well, other areas? Uh, one great tip I could give to your listeners: no, an old adage becomes an old adage for a reason. There's no such thing as a free lunch, Catherine, and there's no such thing as a free data destruction or free recycling to anybody out there. It just doesn't exist. Free, just think of the word free equals bad practices. Mm -hmm. There's uh, no such thing as free. So we have been contacted and have become partners for many hospitals and healthcare agencies that historically had allowed their employees to buy the old electronics that came to end of life and then didn't track them after the employees used them for personal purposes, or they had a facilities director or an IT director that didn't want to pay the costs that were associated with responsible hardware data destruction, and they chose a free solution, someone who said, hey, we'll pick up all your old electronics put it in our truck and haul it off for free. Maybe 20 years ago, before the rise of cybersecurity and GDPR and the need for responsible data destruction and privacy rights, maybe that was an okay practice 20, 25 years ago. But it has been told to us in our offices by members of Homeland Security and the FBI, what's happening as they track those old electronics that are picked up for free is typically they're shipped off our shores to people who have adverse interests in many cases to the economic interests of the users of those old electronics because the bad actors will buy those electronics just to pull the hard drives and either create 
a data extortion for those agencies, or Homeland Security told us in many cases this information is being used to breach and hurt the Homeland Security interests of the people of the United States of America. So this is a serious issue allowing quote unquote free recycler to take your old electronics because nothing good will come out of it. So paying for responsible recycling and making sure the recycler and the data destruction company is certified both environmentally and with NAID certifications, such as NAID stands for National Association of Information Destruction, which all of our eight facilities are certified to the highest level of environmental practices and all are NAID certified. Making sure that your data destruction, hardware data destruction company is NAID certified and has also good environmental practices and certifications is absolutely paramount in 2020 and beyond. Absolutely. Well, thank you, John. Do you have any other final thoughts or ideas that you wanted to share with us today? Yeah, this is one of the fastest growing issues in the world, the issue of cybersecurity. We're only in the top of the second inning. It's new. And there's, and there's a void of information out there. There's a void of information. So anyone that needs more information or needs to meet with folks like our company, we ask you to further educate yourself before allowing anybody that you don't know or trust to handle your old electronics. And even when you found someone you, that you like or an organization you like, like I said, please always trust, but verify before you make a final decision. It's the only way to go now in a world that's very focused on privacy and data issues for everyone in the United States and on our great planet. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate you coming on. It was extremely informative and full of so many great facts. So thank you for coming on and telling our audience about this. Very much appreciate it. Catherine, it's been my honor and extreme pleasure to be here today. And thank you for inviting me on to further educate your great listeners to these important topics. Thank you again, Catherine. Thank you. And thanks to our audience for tuning in to First Talk Compliance. You can learn more about our show on the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com and lend your voice to the conversation on Twitter at FirstHCC or hashtag FirstTalkCompliance. You can also email me at Short at FirstHCC.com. I'm Catherine Short of First Healthcare Compliance. Remember, compliance is the key to achieving peace of mind. And I want to thank HP for sponsoring today's episode. You can learn more about HP and their healthcare edition products that were designed with clinicians in mind to streamline patient care and optimize clinical workflows at hp.com slash go slash healthcare slash us.